Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor DJ Lura, and today we have some special guests. Wait, hold on. I'm okay. ready. Wait, you wait, got wait. it? Don't let me blow the cue. So long. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so today, uh, as I said, we've got some special guests. We have Arlen and Sarah Fisher and Jody Plessity. It's great to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Now, this is going to go on for a yeah, long time. Just and, I, and I hit the mic with it, so you're going to hear this. <laughs> 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 so, how's everybody doing? Are you enjoying the sub zero? Uh... You know, I got to tell you, Ryan. Um, Sometimes uh, life is just a pain in the neck. Uh-huh. Oh, just yeah. Just a complete pain in the neck. Literally. So, so for the last three weeks, I I didn't know this happened, but I'm now, I'm not as young as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the, the four O's. Yeah. I've been there for a while, so I had a good run. Yeah. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm sleeping one night, and I wake up, and I hurt myself. Yeah. Sleeping. When I, w- when I was 20, <laughs> I had actually had to do something to yeah. get hurt. Mm-hmm. No more, my friend. No, no. Uh, I, I fear going to sleep. Like I, like I have insomnia because I don't want to fall asleep because of the pain I'm in the next day. I've had this pain in my neck for three weeks, and I thought it was actually a pain in my in my back. Uh huh. Um, and so I've been seeing like a like a massage therapist and working it out. They worked out the pain in the back, and suddenly I realized, oh, there's no pain in my back. Mm-hmm. I got a pinched nerve in my neck. Yep. And so right now my entire left side is on fire. <laughs> so if you just hear me randomly screaming. That's why it's not because of the content or anything like that. But it got me thinking about something my dad said to me once. My dad's in his 70s, and he looked at me, and he said, Deej, you know, it's a miracle that anyone over 70 smiles. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? He goes, everything hurts all the time. So mm-hmm. we have that to look forward to, which is, which is nice. Yeah. So, but it's, I'm doctoring it, and, and hopefully it'll be better in, in a couple of days once I, now that I know what it is. Reminds me of, uh, uh, oh, what's the comedian who, who grew up in Minneapolis? He's big now. He's been in a lot of Adam Sandler movies, um, stand-up comedian. I can't think of his name, but he had a bit where he said, I'm old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Adam Sandler. Is it sounds <laughs> like. No, it wasn't. I know uh, what you're talking about, though. He's in a movie. Um, oh, yeah. He's I in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. I can't remember. I'll think of it by the They're end. They're all the same movie once you put them back to back. Except on Netflix, they're terrible. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so aside from that, I feel great. Yeah. Life yeah. is good. Yeah. Although <laughs> then, um, so don't worry, everyone. I don't have Omicron or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just have Peter a, Brady syndrome. I got laryngitis because the kids are now back in school together after being separated for however long 2020 was. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time in like a year and a half that like a cold went through my entire family. Like everybody got a cold, like the sniffles type cold. Uh-huh. And I got laryngitis. I lost my voice. So it's very slowly coming back. But yep. Yep. Have no fear. Other than that, you said you were feeling great. Other than that, I'm hundred dollars. Yeah. Good. That's great. <laughs> I'm gonna stop looking at you because it hurts. I'm gonna look over here. Hey, I do have uh, Dr. Miles. Uh, nice chiropractic. Uh, it's part of our nonprofit. We're gonna need so to talk. We need after talking we're parts for you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> On that neck issue. Excellent networking. I love yes. it. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, we're uh, um, as this comes out, it'll be uh, right around Christmas time, I suppose. We had our first snowfall here, and uh, it got disgustingly cold. And um, 
It's not stupid cold yet, though. No. Just disgusting. Yeah. Just disgusting. It's yeah. really nice outside. Like, I don't know how all of you feel about this. We got in the family car this weekend, and we drove around town to look at Christmas lights. A little disappointed because there wasn't mm-hmm. a whole lot up yet. Yeah. But it was still kind of fun because the snow was coming down lightly this weekend, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like Sunday where it was blowing really bad. Mm-hmm. And it was just really beautiful, really really majestic. And come January, I'm going to be like, all right, this all can go away. Yeah, I'm anti-snow. Yeah? I, yeah. Yeah, but yep. you have a history with snow. I well, that's true. Yeah, you, that's, you you have a fighting relationship with snow going back. Well, yeah, I I used to I used to plow snow for the city of Fargo. I worked with the with the uh, with the street department, and so it's yeah. There's probably some flashbacks now and seeing <laughs> Can't nasty. Imagine that Jeez. <laughs> a little PTSD when the yeah. snow starts coming down. When it starts, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, For, especially if you did it between the years of like 94 and 2011, we got a lot yeah. of snow there those years. I was there in 2009. It was 13 uh, years from 07 to, uh, well, I wasn't on the street crew the whole time, um, but I worked on, on the street crew from 07 to uh, 2017. So 10 years. Yeah. And we had the flood in between. I love how you said that. I was in the mess in 09. It was terrible. I remember that. It was. It was a, f- a flood, a rainy. All I remember is rain. Just rained and rained and rained. And when it was done, it rained again. Oh, my Just goodness. Nothing but rain. So, yeah. For the first couple of winters after I was done, Tab would have to say to me, you don't have to go in. You're good. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of recovery go, time there. Go to bed. Yeah. You'll be fine. <laughs> see snowflakes and be like flashbacks oh, oh yeah it was bad for a little while there yeah i was actually excited when i saw the snow come because uh, i have a 1990s lawn tractor that i put a 1980s lawn uh, lawn snow blower on and Ooh. that uh, it takes a lot of effort to put it on so if i go through all the effort at least i want to be able to blow some snow in it. <laughs> right <laughs> yep. yeah absolutely yeah so but now my wife sarah here she uh, is cold at 85, so she absolutely hates this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I don't know how we'll do when we have to do freezing for a reason outside. Oh, yeah. That should be interesting. <laughs> well, well, let's let's get into that a little bit. Let's let's start at the beginning. So, uh, we there were uh, two organizations that came together, right? It was uh, Crosses for Cameron and People's Rising Academy. So, why don't we start there? Uh, what, would you mind? Yeah. So, what? Let's start with what is Crosses for Cameron? So, in 2018, July second, um, our son Cameron was going out to do some trap shooting out by Mapleton and he was with a friend and they had a car accident. Uh, they were hit by a van full of girls from Lisbon who had been just here for a basketball tournament. And um, Cameron became an organ donor. And so far to this day, he has saved 72 people. Wow. And as it would go um, with tissue, bone, and ligament. They are able to be stored up to five years. And so we have two more years to hear what Cameron will be doing. And so when he was in the hospital, um, my faith has always been very important to me. And I just knew that that cr- the cross is all that we had. So mm-hmm. I asked people to bring crosses to the hospital. And just like each one of us, they're wasn't one cross. It was the same. And people made crosses out of, little kids made rocks out of, or crosses out of rocks and sticks. 
and it was just beautiful, all the people that brought crosses. But, you know, our miracle didn't happen. Um, God had other plans for Cameron. And while we were saying goodbye to Cameron, three other families got a heart, a kidney, and a liver. And their miracles were answered that night. So uh, we have three extended families that we have gotten to know very well over the last three years. And they're very thankful for Cameron's gift of life. So, so through that, uh, the crosses, we noticed that there was a lot of hardship in the world. And so we started sending out the crosses that people gave us uh, through at the, when we're in the hospital to send out to others to let them know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is additional support and help. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the crosses for Cameron kept evolving into a bigger and you know more aggressive organization to help people. And so we started um, in well shortly after Cameron's death, we started uh, speaking on organ donation at the local high schools, at uh, private driver's ed classes, Optimus clubs, church clubs, exchange clubs, and anybody who wants to learn about organ donation. We don't try to sell people on it because we know it's a very personal decision, Mm -hmm. but we want people to at least understand the facts behind it so they can make the decision that's best for them. And then uh, COVID came around, and that wiped out all our speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then Sarah looked at us and said, well, what can we do? And why don't you go ahead and explain the rock campaign that you started? Well, where do I hold this up to? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, the Rock Campaign. We've made over 18,000 bags so far. And it's actually a pay it forward card as well in there. And we just lay the bag down and people find it. And mm-hmm. it says, take a picture if you find this. And so we thought we'd try to get one in every state. Thought it would take a long time. In six days, we had one in every state. Holy cow. Including Alaska and Hawaii. And then um, he's also been to Turks and Caicos, Jamaica, Mexico, Germany, um, Portugal. Portugal, and there's another country yet, Spain. And so we're just excited to be able to not only share about Cameron's story and bring awareness to organ donation, but also each one. Each bag has a pay-it-forward card in it, and so we know that random acts of kindness are being done for Cameron. And then through the, organ, through yeah. the organization, uh, you know, Sarah again sat down and said, what else can we do? Especially 2020 has been a horrible year for everybody with COVID and all this. And she looks at me, she goes, let's start a garden of healing. Mm. And I said, explain to me, what are you thinking? And she explained it to me and I said, wow, that sounds great. I care about it. You care about it, but is anybody else going to care about it? And so uh, we started meet, had some meetings with Sanford originally, and then we originally said, well, that we should make this feel completely open to anybody, no matter what business, what ethnicity you are, everything, just open everybody. And uh, so we started making, meeting with the facilities team of the Fargo Park District, and they liked the idea, and I thought, hmm, some more people like this idea. And over multiple, multiple months and meetings, we finally got uh, to April, in which um, April of 2021, yeah, no, yeah, 21. And that's when the park district, we met with the full commission of the park district. And we uh, went through it with them. And we had uh, only one question come up during that meeting. And I I was actually worried at first because uh, other groups went through first. And uh, they just got bombarded with questions. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we're in trouble here. 
we had one question. One of the commissioners said, the one question I have is, is the park large enough? Wow. And uh, so it's like, wow, that's cool. Okay, so now the park district bought into it. And then Sarah reached out to the local mayors and the five mayors in the community said, yep, we'll be there for the groundbreaking. I reached out to the governor and uh, he said, yep, I'll be there. And uh, all of a sudden we had about 200, 250 people show up for this event. So, you know, as, as we went ahead, Crosses for Cameron kept evolving and trying to fill the needs and help people make it through rough times in their life. Mm-hmm. And that's where both Sarah and I were extremely fortunate because that's how we met Jody. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the groundbreaking, Jody's aunt, who I work with, uh, said, Jody, you got to come here. And uh, after a little bit of prodding, she showed <laughs> up, and that's how we met Jody. So yeah. did it roll into your organization? Yeah, it was, it was kind of last minute. It, it's, it was definitely a God thing when you look back at it where I got to go there, and I turned in, and now my life has completely changed for the better. So, um, so I started... People's Rising Academy with Dr. Miles Brooks about three years ago, right before COVID year hit, unfortunately. So that didn't give us a big opportunity to go out and talk to people in the community because we were kind of all locked up at home. So kind of sat back a little bit on that. But this means a lot to me because it stems from my life change, my personal life change about six, seven years ago that started. And I mean, everything from my health completely flipped. I used to be over 300 pounds. I drank, I smoked, did drugs. I was in abusive, toxic relationships. I lost four children and my life just really basically shook the rug off and I had the ability to start over. And with that, Dr. Miles and I became pretty good friends and he taught me basically from scratch how to try to clean up my life, how to be the healthiest version that I could be of myself. I also am diabetic and I have an autoimmune disorder as well. So I have those things that I work against me on. But um, this program just, I said, we got, we have to, we have to make people aware that life change can happen. No matter how rough it is, how long you've eaten bad, how long you've drank or like any of that type of stuff, it can always change. So we wanted to offer kind of a boot camp style program where it's a mental, spiritual, physical, holistic life change uh, process. And Dr. Miles Brooks, he's a chiropractic kinesiologist and functional medicine doctor. And with his knowledge, it just amazed me how just changing like the nutrition, the things I ate, helped the fatigue, um, my weight problems, the depression, all of those things that I was struggling through and it just, it's just incredible. And I was just blown away by it. And I said, we have to create something to help people that we're with what we're doing, because it's more of a preventative medicine. And unfortunately, preventative medicine isn't always covered by our insurance policies. So Mm -hmm. we said, well, let's take a look at who are the people we want to help. The people we want to help are those that have been uh, involved through traumatic life events that want to be better, don't know how, maybe conventional medicine isn't working for them. Mm -hmm. And they just want a different route. They want to learn how to live their best, healthy, autonomous life. And we can help those people live that. And with that, it has brought out my purpose and my meaning to be here. Mm -hmm. And it's just incredible. I get a little (laughs) emotional about it. but Mm -hmm. um, So the Garden of Healing, the ribbon cutting was happening or the, the grand opening. And I had no idea what it was. 
And I was actually leaving my one uh, job. I'm also an entrepreneur. And I happened to be driving by the Shields Arena. It was like 10 to 4 on that Monday or whatever day it was. And I was like, oh, what are all those cars? And I had to look back at my phone. Oh, yeah, my there was a text message or multiple, actually, text messages from my aunt. And I was like, I'm going to pull in here. So pulled in and I listened to Sarah and Arlen's story. And I just really felt compelled when I was standing there that I needed to do something for my children, like leave some type of legacy, help in some type of way, leave a statue, whatever that may be. And so after the ceremony, we scheduled a meeting and we went and had lunch and visited. And I kind of, you know, learned a little bit about their background and what was going on with phase one and how big it was going to be. And my question too was like, well, how much land do you have? You Mm -hmm. know, because are they just giving you this little piece? Do you have this huge chunk? And they're like, well, I think we can use this whole section. You know, at the time they weren't 100% sure. But so then my my ideas started spinning where I had just gone through a lot of healing myself in, in this type of nature healing aspect. I was actually living down in Minneapolis, the Centennial Lakes Park in Edina. Mm-hmm. And I experienced, it brought back the memory of all of those things that helped me. And I'm like, we have to bring those things here. Mm-hmm. And so it was everything from eternal burning flames, fountains, music throughout the entire walking garden, uh, medicine wheel, labyrinths, benches, places to sit and, you know, private and meditate and just enjoy the beauty of nature in Mm -hmm. a safe place. And I thought, this is really cool. And so Sarah was like, well, you're the co-founder of phase two. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know what that meant. I had no idea as far as how to build a garden or how it was going to work, but I just, it was in my heart and I knew I, us three came together for a reason. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So um, tell a little bit more about the garden of, what is a garden of healing? Well, I mean, we started the garden of healing, um, because as we did research, or as Sarah did a lot of it, she found out that nature tends to help people heal. There's been a lot of studies that they heal faster in a nature environment versus like an urban environment. Mm-hmm. So we thought, well, why can't we bring nature into the urban environment? Mm-hmm. And uh, so with this, uh, the phase one, you know, is much smaller. And Jody will show you some others for phase two of what we're doing. But phase one is roughly 40 feet wide by 60 feet long. It's located in the Urban's Plain, Urban Plains Park, which is located in just north of 32nd Avenue and uh, to the east of 51st Street. And, and so that'd be the east of the Shields Arena. So if you know where the okay. Shields Arena, yeah. it's right in that area. And so uh, in that park, our vision was is we wanted to have a lot of greenery, a lot of color uh, within the park to um, just allow people to sit down on a boulder or a bench to relax, reflect, and uh, work on their health and uh you know move that way so in phase one we have roughly 200 well, over 200 plants uh we have many big boulders in there we have a, a bubbler that comes up basically it'll, it'll push water up uh, in the center of two rocks and it bubbles down to give that water noise for calming effect and uh, just uh, uh, well over 10,000 pounds of mulch as well and it just again it's just um for calming and we did when we built it too there there's a pathway in there and it's really neat the the designer who designed phase one actually incorporated our crosses for Cameron logo in it, which is when you look at it, you can easily see the cross, 
but you don't need to necessarily the see the sea within the sea in it because we use different colored rocks. So we know it, it stands mm-hmm. out to us, but it was a very subtle change to it. But within there, we're looking at uh, originally the pathways we want to put in there is like, well, let's do brick. It looks cool. You know, it's nice. But mm-hmm. again, we, we want to be all inclusive. <clears throat> so we uh, found out that it doesn't work for ADA. Uh, so mm. we had to go ahead and look at uh, some concrete and we thought, well, let's do stamp concrete. Well, that didn't work for wheelchairs and other handicapped walking devices. Mm-hmm. So then we said, oh, we're stuck with concrete. And I said, I don't want green concrete. I mean, I don't want just plain old gray concrete. So Jody or Sarah said, well, let's do green concrete. And so the phase, first phase, we have green cro- concrete with on the outside of each path, there's bricks laid. And um, we have bricks set up so that um, people can remember either their loved one or if they have a certain phrase that keeps them going every day, that's, you know, they, they recite that phrase every day just because it motivates them. They can go ahead and purchase a brick with that on there. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of different elements, but uh, then, you know, moving into phase two, uh, you know, Jody definitely masterminded most of that. So, you know, throw some color oh. into that. <laughs> well, yeah, the bricks, again, they're for anybody that has, you know, it doesn't have to be someone that's been lost. It could be a cancer survivor, organ donor, uh, or recipient. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a brick in my name, Jody Plessity Athlete at Life 2015, because that was kind of my, like, logo thing that I came up with when my life started changing. And so it, it's not necessarily just people that have been lost. It's also, if you would just want to leave a positive, positive message, we've had people leave leave. Uh, Bible scriptures too. Okay. There. So, so uno- unofficially, we yeah. call it the Garden of Healing. I mean, sorry, officially we call it Garden of Healing. Unofficially, we call it the Garden of Healing and Health, because okay. it's just not about healing from a loss or uh, or anything of that sort. It's also about uh, building your health and strengthening your health so you can be a better individual. Okay. And honestly, that's kind of ironic because when I first met with Sarah and Arlen, I never even thought People's Rising Academy to be attached to it at all. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it was just more my personal, uh, my personal heart reaching out to those guys. And after talking about it, Sarah's like, well, you're like healing people that have been involved through traumatic life events, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of like, oh yeah, light bulb. Like I didn't even register that right away. So <laughs> it's pretty cool how now that's, that's also a part of the garden of healing, not mm-hmm. just the nature part of it, but there might be people that need more extensive type of healing that we offer and can apply for our services as well through our nonprofit. So it's pretty cool. All that all connected, but sure. And Jody's youngest son, um, he also was a donor. She donated his entire body to the U of M for research because he had the rarest form of spina bifida. So through us, she actually realized that <laughs> it was a, her son was a donor too, and she's like, "I didn't even realize." You know, I mean, she knew that, but like, it didn't come together. Yeah, but it's it's really cool how God has put like people into the park too. We have people from all over the apartments that face the park, and they'd come down when we were working. We're watching it for you. We make sure nobody's messing with it, and then. Um, it provides a sense of community and purpose for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So we actually had a gentleman come and he said, I bike by here every day and I wanted to buy a brick when you first came out and started doing this because my son died of COVID actually in, in Minneapolis. But he said, I just wasn't ready. I hadn't processed it yet. And he said, I'm ready now. And he does a mile for Kyle. That was his son's name. So 
he's got all these ideas about how, you know, he wants to do a mile for Kyle and then he's going to incorporate, um, you know, stopping at the garden of healing. And one day I was standing there and doing something and he came up and was talking to me and the designer for the garden from precision, his name was Kyle as well. And I, you know, how you know, someone's just over next to you because like the shadow kind of, so I look over and as I'm talking to Kyle's dad, I turn and look and here's Kyle from Precision. <laughs> <laughs> and he had no reason to be there other than he saw my van. And so I said, Kyle, this is Kyle's dad. And, you know, just one of those God winks that we kind of laughed and, and introduced to each other. But yeah, so we just have a lot of people that God has brought into our life. And we know that each and every person, um, it's happened for a reason. So, so phase two, I sat down uh, with Dr. Miles because I knew he kind of, he likes to draw. And I, I told him, you know, after meeting with Sarah and Arlen, I'm like, I got to draw this garden. Like, let's sit down and it's got to have this and this, like I was envisioning it, but he took it, took everything I said, like two days later, came back and he had this drawing of exactly what I had described to him. Wow. And I was just like floored by it. I'm like, see, I knew he would come up with what it needed to be, you know? So anyways, I, I took that drawing and reached out to uh, the NDSU Landscape Architectural Department this summer because I was told that your next step is you need to have like a rendering of mm -hmm. your vision. Mm -hmm. Take, you know, it's great to hear your dream and stuff, but you need to put it on paper for people to see and to start like selling what you want to do. And so to do that alone is like tens of thousands of dollars when you hire like an architectural mm -hmm. company. So I reached out to NDSU and about six weeks later they emailed me and, and I told them a little bit about the project and they took on the project. They said, yeah, we'll do it. I said, well, can you have me something by October 4th? Because that was our, you know, grand opening or of phase one. And I wanted to have the wow, like, oh, this is phase two and get everybody excited. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yep. So I was like, Okay, <laughs> so that was really cool. So, and, so and how much will this cost well, me? Ten thousand, well, twenty thousand? A little, a small little donation to the <laughs> NDSU Foundation, but all totally worth it. And then the other cool part is, so the student that got picked to do this actually went. He went to school with Cameron. Oh, so wow. ironically, how cool is That's that too? Very cool. Yeah, we, I think you called them God winks. I, <laughs> I call those Godcidences, where where God, uh, you know, something happens and it's. Obviously, it's like God's choosing to be anonymous. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that so that whole that that happened, and we ended up. Um, they've just been. It's just been incredible. And then they gave us a big poster board, and we can share this picture online so people can see it a little closer. But and and it's not a hundred percent. This was just a concept, mind you. We had to get the approval from the parks you know, the mm -hmm. process as we go. So this is the concept of what we want to do. And there's just a lot of open space, a lot of little uh, private spots to sit. Because even though it's a public park, we still want it to have its private spaces. So if somebody's having a little gathering or something over here and somebody wants to go there to sit and just be alone or read a book or something and quiet, they can. Okay. So that's very important. And the safety too, you know, we want to have security cameras and all of that. We want this to be lit up at night. We mm -hmm. want internal flames uh, going throughout all the walkways of the park, which is another kind of way that we're thinking donors will be able to be involved as well. Sure. That. And yeah, you know, it's between the hospitals, Sanford hospital and you got a sunshine, you got even tight across the street mm -hmm. and 
it's just incredible. It's just amazing how the community has come together. And every time we, we were there working, somebody would always stop, mm-hmm. share a story, cry, hug, was yeah. connected in some way. So it's yeah. really cool. So for people who, who want to go see it, you said it's, it's, we have people who listen all over the place. So it's in Fargo. Uh, at the corner of 32nd Avenue and 51st Street. Is that what you said? And it's the north, did you say it's the northeast corner of that intersection? That's correct. Yes. No, it'd be the northeast. Uh, So the north side of 32nd and east of 51st. Okay. Uh Right. So... um, um, We can show a map. Eventide is just to the the west of it? Eventide would be to the southwest. To the southwest of it. Southwest. Yep, yep. Okay. it's very close to to the arena. Okay, yeah. and so that is uh, phase one, and you said that's 60 by 40 feet? Correct. Th- that's the mm-hmm. size of it? Okay, and so uh, phase two, um, when uh, when, and, and where is that going to go? What, do, you, do you have an idea of when it might break ground and, and where in relation to phase one? Well, phase one will sit inside of phase two. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and phase two's footprint is roughly a hundred feet wide by three hundred oh, feet long, wow. so about wow. the size of a football field. Very cool. If you're listening, if if you're listening to us on uh, audio only, you can uh, head over to YouTube, um, and all these pictures will be over there. Yeah, um, so, so you can take it. A, take a look at at uh, what we're looking at here right now. So I see I see a prayer labyrinth. Is there going to be? Is there more than one prayer labyrinth? Um. Well, there's going to be, no, there's just going to be that there, but there's going to be a lot of little nooks and areas to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also want to have, uh, this is going to be a water feature. This is one of the things that actually we talked to the city. I, I visited with the mayor about is there's a, a retention pond here already, but we want to, you know, water is very soothing mm-hmm. in itself. Mm-hmm. So they were actually very excited to hear, well, let's run like a kind of a lazy river down oh, cool. because honestly the 32nd avenue is really the only kind of eyesore of this park because of the traffic mm-hmm. yeah. the east and west side and north is fine so if we can put up some type of barrier or have like a water feature there sure. like with a fountain and stuff or like a waterfall that would be super cool, cool. so very yeah. well cool. and i see yeah. the gardening work there you got the mm-hmm. yin and yang yep yin and yang yep you got that you got an open open space here and uh, yeah, and you know we're open cool. to. We want to do statues. You know, we want we'd love love to have local artists like um, be able to put some statues there. You know, um, outside and I don't know. It's just kind of we got to have everything improved, of course, by the park district. Right. So we're still soliciting community feedback too. So if people yeah. have ideas, we're always open to it. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. the park district gives the final approval. Sure. And yep. you should tell them the story of the Perkington brick. <laughs> Well, so we worked with our local Lions Club in Horace, and um, they gave us a large donation for the park. And one of the members said, hey, um, I have these old bricks from the fire of 1893. That'd be kind of a cool feature if you could use it in a plant or, you know, some way in the park. And so we said, yeah, that'd be really cool. We'll fit it in somewhere. Well, then we were helping my brother-in-law redo a rental house and there was a bunch of bricks that had lined around the house and we had lined them all up they were just like hodgepodge in there they weren't at all we didn't have enough to even go around the house so we had literally just thrown them all in the dumpster and I looked at the brick when we got it and I was like oh 
I think that's the same brick we just threw in the dumpster. <laughs> I read it. So we had to pull out all 75 of them out of the dumpster. Oh, no. And then uh, come to find out, though, it was the only thing left of downtown Fargo were these bricks. Oh, really? And the fire of 1893, yeah. yeah. And there's a gal, Danielle... She's the editor of the forum. Actually, yeah. I'd reached out through a mutual friend. She's like, "Well, I think she just like wrote a book on that." I was like, mm-hmm. "Are you serious?" <laughs> oh, so wow. like, I'm learning all of this. We're learning about these bricks, and I reached out to her. Yeah, I ended up talking to her for like an hour conversation about it. And next thing I know, they did this really cool article in the Fargo Forum about it and the connection. So then we kind of did a call out. You know, there was a few people that came forward. Yeah, I found some of these in my backyard too, or you know, I've dug them up and. Oh, okay. And so we're trying to incorporate them somehow into the garden. Obviously, it might be like on the top of the the burning flames or something, just to be yeah. kind of another cool historic thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really cool. It yeah. is really neat. So with it, with it being there, does the does the park district help maintain it at all? Like. Mo- or do they do anything with it at all, or or is it or is all it volunteer? volunteers? Yeah. So right now, <clears throat> uh, they, they take care of the land as it is right now, except where the you know, phase one is. Um, our goal as a nonprofit is to make it completely community funded, so that it doesn't tax any government entities. Okay. Um, now they did say they would take care of snow removal around the outer perimeter, and if there's bigger areas that they can go in with their riders, they would be more than happy to help. Okay. So, so yeah, that's, you know, along with us getting this completed, we also need to set up an endowment that will help take maintain it over the years to come because at some point in time, we won't be around uh, to, to, mm-hmm. to do it. So, mm-hmm. so we want to make it self-sustaining. Now, mm-hmm. with that earlier, I had a question like, well, when, what, what's the time frame for phase two and so on? Well, the early estimates, the rough estimates are roughly around a million dollars. So since it's uh, community funded, uh, it's a lot of it's determined by how many funds we can acquire between now and next summer. So it may turn out in a situation where we, let's say we get 300000 next year, we may go ahead and do a phase two, which is 300000 worth. And then th- that means there'd be a phase three and sure. possibly a phase four. Now, ideally, if if we get enough support through here, we'd love to do phase two all in one sweep mm-hmm. uh, and, and get it done so people can start experiencing this wonderful environment. Sure. So mm-hmm. since you brought it up, let's uh, let's go into that a little bit. How can people get uh, involved? Uh, do you have um, people that, that do help with the maintaining, like beyond you three right now, um, or... Uh, how could people get involved that way and and how can they get involved financially if they can't get involved to help maintain the garden? Well, so financially, we, we are a part of Giving Hearts Day. Uh, all three of us, Crosses for Cameron, People's Rising Academy, and Garden of Healing. And just so everyone knows that the Garden of Healing is actually, we moved it under, it's a program under People's Rising Academy. So you actually have to go to the People's Rising page on the garden and and then you can designate if you want it to go to all People's Rising or just the garden or separate it, just so everyone understands that. And the other thing is people can, we we have uh, the Garden Society, we have some other groups, FM Legion Riders, you know, with the flag, they did the flag ceremony and stuff there. Yeah, the, the FM Heart and Lung, they've helped a lot with volunteering. So we definitely are open for volunteers and need that in 
the community to help maintain the different plants. Because the thing is with, with the garden that we want to build, it's, it's got a little more unique plants and stuff than a normal like Fargo Park District park. Mm-hmm. So it needs a little more TLC. And, right. mm-hmm. and between the three of us, Sarah is pretty good at plants, but Arlen and I are kind of like, he says, you know, when the green side goes up, you know, that's what he said, that's his line. So we, we did help that plant. That is right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> we think so. And we, we did plant all the 200 and some plants. We helped with that. Oh, and, but we had the Garden Society lady, people there helping. And then we did actually physically place all the 10,000 pounds of mulch. And it was wow. 10,000 pounds of mulch. Because wow. he waited up at the scale. That, that's a lot of wheelbarrows. <laughs> oh, yes. man. In like a half a day, we did it. So it was awesome. Really? Well, and we had some uh, great volunteers. I mean, Garden yeah, we Society had... were awesome. They helped us with plant selections as long as Shea West. Uh, they they were uh, instrumental in that. But I still have to remember when uh, I have to think back and chuckle. Uh, when we were putting out the mulch, uh, we had uh, some young ladies and men come. And uh, all of a sudden I'm looking over and there's this young lady dressed kind of almost to the nines wearing high heels <laughs> and, and, and shoveling mulch. It was like, how awesome is this? <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of mulch though. But we got it all down and, and everything looks beautiful so, now. So along with, uh, like Jody pointed out, uh, so we have the People's Rising. We're part of Giving Hearts. We also have a website in which if people want to buy a brick for one of their loved one or just, you know, for whatever... Um, keeps you know whatever saying keeps them going they surely can go out to our website purchase bricks we'll have other things where you can sponsor a boulder sponsor a park bench uh things of that type trees. which were st- the trees we're still ironing out those details we're also honestly looking for um, people who are willing to do in-kind donations so mm-hmm. if you're a, a landscaper if you're you know a horticulturist you're whatever you know and you want to bring your skill set to it or your product to it uh, we would be happy to do in-kind as well Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just send us an email. You go to a garden of healing fargo.com. Okay. You can reach out to us. So, <clears throat> two things that have just been kind of in my brain, one of those god winks is as you've been talking about it, um there's this phrase in Hebrew, Rafa yada and oki Elohim. It's from Psalm 46:10. It means be still and know that I'm God. That's that's what I what I hear and that's what I what what um this is saying to me. Uh, just the vision of it and this place for people not just to to think about being part of something that's meaningful but but um, to actually get your hands dirty and to experience it and have it long. I mean, you're creating a sacred place. Mm-hmm. Yes. And along with that, and I love that it's outside, and I, I'm curious to see what it's like during the winter. I'm going to have to drive by and just take a peek because it's <laughs> wintertime. But um, people may not realize this, but wherever there's life, we breathe a certain way. Every breath we take is God's name mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, Yahweh. When you breathe in, you make a yah sound. When you breathe out, you make a ha sound. So every breath we take is praising God's name. And when we're calm and peaceful, maybe meditating or, or at, you know, in the Garden of Healing, it comes out as Yahweh, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. When you're running, it's Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. <laughs> so regardless of, of what, your, what your faith background is or, or your spirituality, we're created in such a way that we connect with God with breathing. And, and breath is, is the Holy Spirit. Be still and know that I am God. That um, way of saying that in Hebrew is meant to be repeated over and over again as a way to exercise your breath. And the word ruah in the Old Testament is the word for spirit. So spirit and breath, Holy Spirit, is 
all that together. And that's, that's what's coming to me as you guys have shared this vision and, and what you're bringing about. It's a very exciting thing. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you for sharing that. I actually need to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. I got to get some bricks. Wait. I'll get some bricks. <laughs> yeah. We need some ambassadors for the Garden of Filling Effort. You know, talking about Godwinks, uh, backing up to when Cameron had his accident, we uh, were sitting in there. I mean, it's, it's an awful experience mm-hmm. as a parent mm-hmm. to go through. But uh, um, when the so Cameron was an organ donor when he first got his driver's license. He ended up going hunting. He lost his wallet in the weeds, which had his license, so his license was lost. He went back to get his license reissued, and when he's at the DMV, there's a series of about six health-related questions, and mixed in there is your, do you want to be a donor? Well, he was in a hurry, so he just marked no, 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 no for everything. And so on his license, it actually said, no, he wasn't going to be a donor. So then that puts it back onto the family if they want to be a donor or not. Mm. So... At the point, we had wonderful support up at the hospital. I think we, you know, other than the nighttime, we always had about 30 people there. It was just ridiculous. And, and uh, Sanford was wonderful. They gave us a whole meeting room on the uh, ICU wing to utilize as our camp to uh, set up. Anyway, so we got word that Cameron wasn't going to make it. They, they run about a series of five different tests to see brain activity. And unfortunately, it came out where the fifth test, Cameron failed showing he no longer, his brain stem no longer had activity. So a decision had to be made if you uh, donated or not. So I pulled everybody out of the room, and the only people that remained in the hospital room were Sarah, her ex-husband, and her two children, and they needed to make a decision. And Sarah was in there, you know, talking about it, and finally she just said to, to her two children, her ex-husband, she goes, well, if this was Cameron that needed a heart or a lung or a kidney, would you hope that someone would donate one so he could mm-hmm. survive? And at that point, the f- uh, family all agreed. But also at that point, a rainbow came out on a semi-clear day. And we have pictures shot from outside of the hospital as well as inside where it looks like it came right down into his room. Wow. And That's pretty cool. I, I mean, you can, you can try to say it's coincidence, mm-hmm. but there was a lot more work in that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we... we have had this experience more than once. I mean, during our um, grand opening of phase one, for if you've ever been out to Urban Plain Park, make sure you put a lot of hairspray in or something because it's usually... Hold your hat. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's windy there. It's a wind tunnel right yeah. there. That's why we want to put up a bunch of trees to block the wind. Yeah, and it's going to be a good kite flying place. <laughs> exactly. Well, in the, the day of the grand opening, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is October 4th. And I mean, we're doing this outside. We're going to have some horrible weather. Something's not going to go right. It was the calmest day I've ever seen. I mean, the flags were completely still. Mm-hmm. So we truly believe that Cameron and God was looking, were looking down on us to mm-hmm. make this day super special. Yeah, be yeah. pretty bizarre. He's still a that, no. That, still that a is, no. Uh, for Fargo, that is crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, October 4th, and it was actually, it was hot. Yeah. The sun was shining. Yeah. And really? I mean, we had, it, and it was at 11 o'clock on a Monday morning, so a lot of people were able to play hooky from work and <laughs> just kind of hang out because we had lunch, and I, we had probably 300 people there. Wow. That's pretty awesome. That's great. To see. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Oh. Um. So, uh, is, is there anything else you'd like to share about it? Otherwise, I got I have I have uh, some some fun stuff. Oh, fun stuff for us to 
<laughs> got some pictures at the front oh. of the table here. <laughs> but, but first, uh, but first, I want to know if there's anything else you'd like to share. Anything you'd like people to know about um, e- either of the organizations or about the garden or or anything else. Um, I think just that to people to understand that this is a place of healing and nature is healing in a lot of ways for a lot of people and even goes with what you said with the breath, which I really liked. But we just really believe that the community will come together to help this happen in Mm -hmm. more ways than one because we got somebody big on our side, I think, to make this happen. So just wanted to remind people that, you know, financially, in-kind donations, all of that, if you have an idea, reach out to us. Yeah, well, and I've been on, I was trying to think back, how many missions, trips with atonement. We went to New Orleans, we went to Minot, we went to Minneapolis when Pastor Andrea was here. Mm-hmm. And if people haven't been on a mission trip, you have to go on a mission trip. It'll change your life. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. people know you're there to help them. You don't even know them. And... That's life-changing because they know that you gave up your time. And the other cool thing is nobody asks if you're Lutheran or Catholic or Baptist or Mennonite. We all sat together. We, we had worship time after we got done working our butts off. And, you know, like the Mennonite women couldn't go out because they couldn't wear hazmat suits. They have to wear dresses. Mm-hmm. But they can cook amazing food. And that, <laughs> was, <laughs> that was their gift. And so I kind of think of the garden as like a mission trip. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so many hurting people out there. And they're looking for a way to connect. And this is a way to connect with people. Yeah. And if people don't have, you know, a home church or anything, um, atonement is awesome. I've been here, so I'm Pastor Becky. Um, so, you know, I would just encourage them to to connect with us and see, you know, what talents God has given you and how you can use them because I guarantee that God is already connecting those dots if it's tugging on your heart to do this. And, um, and he will use you in some way, and it will... Like feeding, you know, the one fish and the one loaf of bread. And when you say yes to God, he just feeds thousands. Mm -hmm. Because we are the hands and feet of Jesus. And it's through our works and how we live our life that people change. They want to see the Jesus here. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. For me, what I'd recommend is if you can, just come out and visit the park. Come out, visit phase one, experience it, and get back. You know, get get back to nature, and then secondly, for Christopher Cameron, if you do uh, ever have a large group or a group that would like to learn more about organ donation, feel free to reach out to us. We'd be happy to meet with your group and and just uh, discuss some of the facts and our experiences with it. Yeah, yeah. Same with People's Rising too, Dr. Miles and I. Yeah. We're actually going to be doing some speaking coming up here in January on the North Dakota Today show and have nice. some different opportunities. So, yeah, if anybody would love us to come speak to a group about the Garden of Healing, People's Rising, Crosses for Cameron, we kind of, we've we've got it down. 
So we're on <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> cool. I appreciate you guys coming in. Absolutely. So I'm going to get up for a second because I want to see these pictures. <laughs> the people who have been watching on YouTube have been seeing probably these pictures in the front and maybe can't see them so well. So we're, I'm, I'm going to ask you about these. Do you want to be your Vanna White? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you know you what? Can. I do want to describe our logo too. So our logo, sure. Garden of Healing. So if you notice, the roots come down. So we rooted with the crosses for Cameron and People's Rising. So oh, that's, kind of where that's neat. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of made sense that we, the Garden of Healing grew from those two connections. Okay. Yeah. Very that, cool. Very neat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's Dr. Miles and myself under People's Rising and then Sarah and, or uh, yeah, Sarah and Arlen under... Okay. Now, now just keep that picture of me in mind before we get the last one. So let's always focus on this one. <laughs> okay. All right. So next we've got some. Uh, That's some phase two. Phase two right there. Concept. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that is a concept. I mean, it, there's high probability there's going to be changes, but it's a starting point for yep. us to roll with. Okay. Oh, I do want to point out one other thing. We are taking uh, applications for landscape architectural firms interested in this project. Okay. Got a couple. So our deadline is within the next couple of weeks. So just to note that if there's any firms out there that show interest and want to, you know, more info on the project, I can email them. So, yeah. so when you are, when this drops and you're hearing this, you have about three days. <laughs> yeah, you have three days to get three it together. Days from now. 20 pages or less. To, to get a full-blown RFP in. No problem. No biggie. Uh, I'm saving this one for last. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. So Sarah and I, we, we were at, that was, that was the North Dakota Today show. Yep. Oh, cool. One of the day, times we were there. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Now this is the okay. one I've been looking at since uh. since we got here. Uh. I just want to say there is video as well, oh. <laughs> a YouTube video on the Garden of Healing Facebook page. <laughs> so there was a contest that you had thirty seconds to do kind of a dance mm -hmm. about your nonprofit to win a commercialized kind of um, a video that company would put that together. So I, I talked to Sarah and Arlen and we had a couple of the costumes and then we've been trying to get Arlen to wear the green frog <laughs> costume. And he was a really good sport about it. We did give him a guitar to cover areas. <laughs> <laughs> Arlen, no. Listen, you got to own this. You got to be like, I make this look good. It was a, little form, a little form fitting, it looks like. <laughs> well, now I know what a stuffed sausage feels like. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no, it was, I mean, it was something we competed for. It was worth a $10,000 uh, professional production. Unfortunately, we didn't get it. We're happy for the group that did. Uh -huh. But uh, I told the ladies, if if we can earn $10,000, I'll put it on again. Yeah. <laughs> so this is on video. So if anybody wants to hire us out, we will show up in the costumes and talk Birthdays, about the Birthdays, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> for, for the, the $10,000 donation, Mark, Arlen will put it on. You know what that reminds me of? Did you ever watch uh, the show uh, Victorious? Have oh, you, yeah, that's, that's saw, a staple in my house. Remember the Diddly Bops? Oh, yeah. Th that episode, that reminds me of the Diddly Bops <laughs> from, <laughs> from Victorious. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> oh, that's great. Sarah and I voted. I voted Arlen in there. Yeah. We're like, well, it's two to one, so. <laughs> that's fun. So, 
Well, thank you so much for coming in and, and sharing and um, telling us more about the garden and, and how we got here. It, it's a, um, uh, a hard story, but uh, very, very cool project that you have that you put together. Um, I appreciate it. Well, yeah, thanks for having us. Before we leave, would you say a prayer for us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for this opportunity for us to talk and and get to know about what you are doing in in the lives of everybody who's involved with the Garden of Healing and Crosses for Cameron and, um, you know, you are bringing healing, you are bringing hope. Um, so often, Lord, you, you show up in places that we don't look, you show up in a cross and, um, you are bringing life out of death. So we ask blessing upon, uh, the garden of healing upon the ministries that have been shared today, uh, on those who have spoken and, and shared, um, that you would bless what they're doing, that you would bless their ministries, that you would, um, bring goodness and hope and life um, to people who are hurting. Uh, we were talking earlier today about uh, darkness and that at Christmas time, the promise is that uh, into the world has entered a light, uh, and that light is your son, Jesus Christ. Um, may he be our comfort. May he be our strength. May he shine his light, and may that bless people for generations to come, and may that be the case uh, with the Garden of Healing. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Oh, we got one more thing. One other thing. So uh, this is a uh, Giving Hearts Day event that we got asked to be involved in, the FM Legion Riders. It's freezing for a reason. (laughs) And we will be staying outside February 4th. (laughs) (laughs) 4th, 5th, and 6th. Well, it's the 4th and 5th. Uh, raising money for the nonprofits, the few nonprofits that were selected to be in the tent. So wow. it, it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of, and we're honored to be have been asked. And they've got Jay Thomas is going to be there okay. the whole time, you know, covering it and stuff. They've got some other celebrity people they've picked too to be there. So cool. So we would love Everybody. to have your support out there. And as, yes. I, as I mentioned early on. Uh, Sarah freezes at 85. Yeah. We, if, Sarah's, if, if, she, if she can be out there, uh, you guys all can come out. We will be in a tent, but that's we'll see. like well, a frog outfit. Who knows what we'll frog. be wearing this year. <laughs> Right? Well, God bless you, Arlen and Sarah and Jody. And, and uh, I, I hope, I know you've been in it for a while, but hearing about what you're doing, um, to me, it's very exciting. Uh, God's doing some some pretty special things, and and you get to ride ride in it. You get to be mm-hmm. a part of it. Yeah, exactly. I feel very honored to have even met these two. <laughs> We've become kind of family. That's really the cool That's, part of it. We're helping each other heal. So. All that relationship. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're trying to find you know it, with a, without never experiencing the loss of a child before. You know, I always was naive and thought, oh, you can get over it. Mm-hmm. You never get over it but you can find healthy ways to manage through it yeah mm-hmm. and uh, i think the three of us have found some healthy ways of helping us manage through these yeah. experiences we've had yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh definitely the hardest thing a parent learns in life um 
at some point is to let your children go. Um, and, you know, as a parent, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, the thought of having to trust my child to God until I can see them again, I can't think of anything harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow is not going to be like yesterday, right? Yep. Everything's changed. Yeah. But there's still yes. hope. Yeah. And, and there's life. There is. Yes. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. So, uh, yeah, Arlen and Sarah, Jody, thank you for, for coming in. Uh, so, uh, just so everybody knows, uh, uh, we have, we're in December, right? This is still going to come out in December. Yeah, I will. Yeah, so we've got a lot of stuff going on. You can find all of that at atonement.live or atonementfargo.org. Every Sunday we've got services uh, streaming live um, on YouTube or at atonement.live. You can check those out at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. So you can find all of that stuff there. So uh, for Arlen, Sarah, Jody, and Pastor DJ, I'm Ryan Jakey. Join us next time for another riveting episode of... Really? That's it? Give him the whole thing. (laughs) Join us next time for another riveting episode of that podcast.